0: We did an episode on dogs early on, so we owed one to cats. And what better time for a feline feature than the day of Halloween? But the cats were so
1: philosophical that they demanded a special with several parts. Or should we say, several paws? So welcome to our Halloween special. so peaceful as still as a mouse Till got to the neighborhood of haunted in this part of our
0: Halloween special,
1: Sharonic interviews me about Derrida's cat.
0: I had no idea that Jacques Derrida talks about cats at some point, and you told that to me, so I'm really curious as to what's that all about.
1: So, he talks about cats in an essay called The Animal That Therefore I Am, Parentheses, more to follow. This is the English translation. The French has a pun on
0: "to be" and "to follow." Oh, I thought the pun would include the cat, but okay, sure. No, (laughs) no.
1: Terry's cat is—he insists many times—a real cat, okay, not a philosophical cat, right? And it is a cat that makes him anxious because it. Looks at him when he is naked.
0: I was not expecting that. Go on. <laughs> I love my seat. <laughs> Wait, um, so it, it looks at him like exclusively in a state of undress or like <laughs> always but also in those times?
1: <laughs> no, it's just his cat.
0: All right. At his
1: house, and there's right. a... Um... Does it have a name, though? No, we never get its name.
0: That's sad. Here's
1: an example. of it, uh, it. It looks at him naked several times over the course of the essay. He's talking here about the gaze of the animal when it meets you, and in this case, the animal is imploring him to let her out the door. It is, moreover, a scene that is repeated every morning. The cat follows me when I wake up into the bathroom asking for her breakfast but she demands to be let out of that very room as soon as it or she sees me naked ready for everything and resolved to make her wait so in this version he's actually not embarrassed right the cat sees him naked every morning isn't that like
0: an integral part of like having a bed yeah at (laughs) some point because like like I don't spend a lot of time on TikTok, but I have spent some time on TikTok recently and like embarrassing encounters with pets is like a major theme.
1: Yeah, no, it is. And this is a like embarrassing encounter with pets that uh, Derrida is taking as definitional of the human. Uh, okay. This essay ends up being about like the distinction between the human and the animal and because it's Derrida, deconstructing that distinction. So he thinks that the category of animal is a pretty stupid one because it's
0: huge,
1: and it contains everything from fleas to beluga whales. So we should not use this generalizing term, that all it does is serve to mark the distinction between the human and the other. And the other, yeah,
0: that makes sense, yeah.
1: So we should say animals, plural.
0: Right. So his... His argument is that we should just use like the species name.
1: No, he just he wants you to hear a plural every time you hear that singular. Oh, right. Animal.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: And also to hear the function of language in it. So he makes another pun, a French pun on animaux, being the plural, and animaux, which he spells m o t at the end, being animal words mm. combined and he talks about the idea of man as a rational animal or zoon logon echon that comes down from aristotle as defining man as a reasoning beast because man has access to logos to language so he wants to get rid of that tradition as well or at least shake it up by saying that we should think about the act of naming The animal as other but that's not the thing about the cat (laughs) the thing about the cat is that man is constituted by nakedness
0: so is it a nakedness that becomes manifest only under animal gaze like is there something particularly interesting about being looked at by an entity that is not human humans understand nakedness in a very different way and like Mm -hmm. the understanding of Nakedness doesn't necessarily translate interspecies.
1: Yes, that's exactly it. Let me read to you a little bit more of his encounters with his cat. I often ask myself just to see who I am. So that's also who I am following. Mm. At the moment when caught naked in silence by the gaze of an animal, for example, the eyes of a cat, I have trouble Yes, a bad time overcoming my embarrassment. I have trouble repressing a reflex dictated by immodesty, trouble keeping silent within me a protest against the indecency, against the impropriety that comes of finding oneself naked, one's sex exposed, stark naked before a cat that looks at you without moving just to see. The point that we were coming to is. The impropriety of a certain animal nude before another animal.
0: Right. Yeah, but like it's, it goes without saying that the construct of impropriety and immodesty comes in only with the human.
1: Yeah, so that's one of the big questions. Like the animal is also naked. Like the cat is naked.
0: Well, yeah. Unless but is it? <laughs> we don't know that it's not wearing a jacket. <laughs> Well, like a little hat, how do, we, how do we know that Derrida's cat is not wearing a hat? okay? Okay, but, so maybe...
1: imagining that Derrida's cat is not wearing a hat, yes. we're still yes. gonna ask yes. the question is it yes. naked? We are
0: absolutely thinking that Derrida's cat is not adorningly really adorned. But,
1: so, the like the thing is that the cat Derrida says can't be naked because, yeah it doesn't have clothes or the clothes that you put on it are not proper to it. Right. Yeah. So nakedness is a property of humanness. It is connected to shame. And he goes back to like Adam and the, in the garden, Madam and Eve in the garden of Eden, and they're covering their shame um, only after they eat from the tree of good and evil. And he wants to push it even further back to the naming of the animals Which is how we end up with those weird NMOs at the end.
0: Okay, I think we can end (laughs) on. Oh
1: my god, the cat is God
0: here. (laughs) Wait, what? Why didn't we talk about this?
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, I see. He, if he's Adam, then the cat is God. Oh. I often wonder whether this vertigo before the abyss of such in order to see deep in the eyes of God is not the same as that which takes hold of me when I feel naked in front of a cat facing it and when, meeting its gaze I hear the cat, or God ask itself ask me is he (laughs) going to call me?
0: is he going to address me? (laughs) I mean, I just love that phrase cat, or God (laughs) I mean, even without the whole, I was reading somewhere about how our relationships with our pets have changed since the advent of social media as we know it right now. Mm. But I think even before that, people have appreciated the majesty and the magnificence and the uh, sheer uh, inscrutability of cats as opposed to the, I don't know. I don't think there are many mysterious dogs around (laughs) and which is why I love dogs so much because... (laughs) because yeah. there's just so much to love right in your face
1: um yeah. oh also of course the cat is his figure for absolute alterity right okay you can't just bring them one of the. Like, <laughs> okay of, i'm gonna read you <laughs> one last quote okay go ahead the point of view of the absolute other And nothing will ever have done more to make me think through this absolute alterity of the neighbor than in these moments when I see myself naked under the gaze of a cat. So the cat is his representative of the animal other because the cat is like a creature that looks back and looks as if it possesses an intelligence but doesn't. Act.
0: I think this does relate to back to our dog episode where we talked about, like in Donna Haraway's essay, where she talks about one way to understand the very deep and very intricate relationship that we have with our pets is to constantly remind ourselves that there is something inside them which is looking back at us. There's something, even though that is a something that we do not describe in terms that we use to describe ourselves, but it doesn't mean that it's not an intelligence and ascension that is looking back at us and forming us as a subject uh, in relationship to itself.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, that's totally it. It's, he's like, he's all about the gaze of the other, the gaze of the cat staring back at you. Absolutely. Nice.
0: Let's end on that note and Yeah,
1: let's say goodbye.
0: Go hug your cat. Only that's Go... <laughs> you if not. And
1: <laughs> not naked, because it makes does cat want to leave the room every time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to High Theory. And don't forget